is that I do remember I used to have a crush on this boy at one point in time. So it is possible that that might have been what I was trying to do. <laughs> and I was probably going hard because I know how extra I was. So the fact that he just like clowned me like that, that's I'm not feeling that. That wasn't cool. <laughs> Hey, 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 and welcome to another episode of The Brown Girl. First, I want to give a huge shout out to the people that I have seen within the last week that hit me with my rap. <laughs> because I love y'all, <laughs> okay? If you know, you know. My name is Taylor, and I'm here to say that I was born in Boston, but I live in VA, okay? <laughs> All right, so before me... I have a bunch of little folded up pieces of paper that have different questions and story time topics on them that I'm going to be answering. So y'all gonna learn a little bit more about me this episode. You're welcome. All right. So (laughs) let's get into it. The first one says a near death experience. Okay. So this one. This one was when I was younger. I want to say I was like 10-ish, not really sure my age. But I remember I was at a pool party for somebody's birthday. And it came to a certain point where this was an indoor pool. I believe it was at a rec center, but don't quote me on that. Where everyone was like, okay, you know, we about to hold hands. We all about to jump in the pool, right? I'm like, okay, cool. Now, my y'all cannot swim. But in my mind, I'm like, the water's not that deep. You know, everybody's doing it together. I'll be fine. So we jump in the pool. And baby, I'm not fine. I just remember actively trying my best to reach the top. Like, I'm trying to swim to the top. And I'm like, the air is not fine to me. I'm still underwater. And I'm trying my best. In my mind, it feels like I have been underwater for a very long time. But... I come up to the surface and, you know, I'm trying to catch my breath, you know, kind of still freaking out in my mind. And everybody is just going on as if nothing happened. So I'm confused because in my mind, I'm like, y'all didn't realize I was gone. Nobody came to find me. There wasn't a search party. I didn't feel anybody hold my hand to try to bring me to the top. Like, I'm not, I don't want to be here anymore. (laughs) I was really upset. I don't know if I was upset at myself at the situation. And I was just upset at everybody else. And I probably, y'all, I probably wasn't even under that water that long. But in my mind, I almost died. Nobody looked for me. And that wasn't, I didn't like that. I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't feeling it. Okay, next one. (laughs) Are you the type of friend you would like to have as a friend? So on the surface, I'm going to say yes. Because, yeah. Like, I'm cool, fun to be around, good person, you know what I'm saying? I'll have your back, all of that, cool. But I feel like that depends on the type of friend that you need. Like, I feel like people have friends that that fit with them for a reason. So, for example, me, in general, I tend to be very critical of myself. So, I don't have a need for a, a critical person as my friend. We would bump heads all the time, and we would probably make each other feel worse about ourselves like that's not what I need the people the friends that I have so for example like one of my friends is more like free spirit do whatever type so she kind of helps me to not take myself as serious as I do a lot of times you know 
And then like my other friend, she's kind of this mixture of both where she can be one or she can be the other. And what she is to me depends on what I need in that moment. And that's, you know, like that's what I need based on who I am. So I guess it would just depend on what, what type of friendship you need or you require for, you know, you to be your best self. But that's what it is for me. But overall, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I got your back. You got mine. We good. We riding. Cool. All right. So let's see. Next one. Why I quit my job? Okay. I'll, I'll tell this one. So I used to work at this place that sells donuts and coffee. It's probably two that come to your mind. Just pick whichever one you think it is. And so this particular day was actually my birthday. And I didn't mind working on my birthday because that day I didn't have a I didn't have a long shift. And I work mornings, by the way. So most times I had to be there by five or six, five, six or seven. So the shift was often the the latest I would stay is three thirty, but a lot of times I might have like a five to twelve or um, you know, stay till one thirty. So I wasn't tripping just because I knew I didn't have to work a long shift. Cool. So I'm there and I'm working the window that particular day. Um, so I we are we're really, really busy that day, by the way. So I have to wait on like food or drinks, or I might already have somebody parked, or we were we were really busy. We were slammed. And I remember my shift leader coming over there. He already got on my nerves anyway, but he he kept saying like little stuff on his breath. Oh, what's going on? Oh my gosh, what is you know, he doing little stuff. So I'm like, you know, it got to the point I got really annoyed. I was like, hey, do you wanna you wanna do this? And he's like, what? What are you talking about? I said, do you want to be in the window? You want to come over here? You want to do this? And then he kind of like, oh, I'm like, oh. And I was like, oh, okay. Because I'm like, what are you, what are you, what's wrong with you? You know, like, I cannot hand out imaginary food and drink. What do you want me to do? Like, what do you want me to do? And then a lot of times, too, what annoyed me about him and what everybody about him was he, he was a master at making himself look busy, but he was never really busy. He was just walking around criticizing the way everybody did stuff as if there wasn't something that he could be helping with at the time pissed everybody off but okay cool so that was already like strike one strike two it was okay so when you're in the window right you don't need the headset everybody else mostly everybody else has a headset on cool so the lady that comes to my window, you know, I, I guess I try to give her something she's like no I said I wanted xyz I told the girl I'm like okay cool so I'm waiting on that correction to be made. Somebody asked me, hey, what's going on at the window? I said, you know, she said she said that she wanted blah, 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 blah. Cool, you know what I'm saying? No no harm, no foul. The crybaby girl, and we call her crybaby because she just was really sensitive, cried about everything, got frustrated about everything. Weird. And I just wish I could, like, I, I could show you what she looked like because it was almost like, when you see her, you think like, cause she was cool, but then it was like at a certain time, something just switched and it just, she was just ready to just be frustrated and cry about everything. It was weird. It was just so, so weird. Okay. So anyway, so I guess she heard me say that and she like, I don't want to take orders no more. I don't want to take orders no more. So they trying to figure out what's wrong with her. I'm not really paying a lot of attention to her because I think it has nothing to do with me. And so she like, no, because she said that I did such and such wrong. So blah, 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 blah. And she going, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I'm like, first of all, I do not have on a headset. Somebody already corrected me and told me what was said in the headset. Don't, I don't care. 
So it's, it's not about you doing... Now, mind you, she did suck at taking orders. But what she was crying about had nothing... Like, girl, come on. Come on, baby girl. Come on. So that just... That was strike two. And then I think the last thing had something to do with my shift manager again. Because he was just annoying. So after that shift, I was just like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And mind you, I already had another job. I was about to start another job. My two weeks had already been put in at this time. I only had like a few more days to work. Probably like one more week. No, I have a few days to work anyway so i was already on the way out the door so it was my birthday too y'all finna make me out of my birthday yeah this is the last time y'all gonna see me and it was next <laughs> all right this one says all right embarrassing childhood stories <laughs> this one is just so stupid because i remember it i don't <laughs> i still remember this so this was a time i was in I want to say I was in fifth grade, right? Okay, so I'm sitting beside this boy, and we're waiting for something. I don't know what's going on at this moment because, like, I don't remember it being like teachers around, or we. I just remember we were just sitting. I want to say we might have been waiting for like an honorable assembly or something because we weren't doing any work. We just sitting there, and I'm singing, right? Not like super loud, but I'm singing, and I'm singing "Kitty Hat" by Beyonce. So, you know how she like, let's go, let's go, little kitty cat. I think it's time to go. And then, you know, the other part, I got diamonds on my neck. Da, da. You know what I'm saying? She got the little voice on. Cool. Now, I say this all the time. Y'all know I sound like Batman. So, <laughs> I was singing a song, right? I'm singing a song. And he go, he look at me, he like, was you trying to, was you trying to sound sexy? And, I, and he like bust out laughing. He thought it was the funniest thing ever. And I'm like, no, like, what are you talking about? Like, what are you talking about? And he he just, he was like, yes, you was. And he cracking up. And I'm kind of sitting there like, okay. <laughs> like, chill on me. But what makes it funny, I was super embarrassed. But what makes it funny is that I do remember I used to have a crush on this boy at one point in time. So it is possible that that might have been what I was trying to do. <laughs> and I was probably going hard because I know how extra I was. So the fact that he just, like, clowned me like that, that's... I'm not feeling that. That wasn't cool. I wonder if he remembers that. He probably don't. It's a very random memory that I remember because I was really embarrassed. That's crazy. All right. Favorite movie. I'm going to say Wanted because anytime that question comes up, that's just the movie that always comes to my mind. It's a great movie. It's the um, movie with Angelina Jolie. And I wish I could remember the dude, the main character. I wish I could remember his name. I don't. I'm sorry, but you did amazing. Wanted is just that movie. The the storyline, the twists and turns, the ending, the acting, everything in that movie was just 10 out of 10. That action was crazy. It was just such a really good movie. So Wanted is probably my, I have to say it's my favorite. All right, next one. Y'all heard the vocals. All right. <laughs> Y'all, I'm really a clown. Okay, meeting a celebrity for the first time. Okay, I haven't directly met one, but I would say there was a time that Ari Lennox talked to me. So, <laughs> and I'm gonna always remember this story. Okay, so I I took my friend to an Ari Lennox concert for her birthday one time, right? And Ari, so Ari is a really big fan of like black features. Love her. Okay, so she was talking about noses. <laughs> she loves like black noses because you know Ari has a 
different type of nose. So apparently, or according to what I remember her saying, when she sees people with like that same type of nose, she gets excited. So she was making a comment on somebody in the audience. It was like, oh, you have such a cute nose. It was a girl in front of me. My stupid tail, though, the way she's looking, because she's on stage. Now, we had we were really close. Like, we had VIP tickets, so we got right by the stage. We had, like, early entry, so we were, like, up there. And, uh, you know, she's like, oh, you have such a cute nose. So my dumb, excited tail is waving. I'm waving at her. <laughs> but she wasn't talking to me. But so afterwards, I guess, waving at her, I got her attention. So then she was like, oh, you too. She was like, you're so beautiful and chocolate and i'm like you know i'm living in my moment <laughs> afterwards when she goes when she leaves i'm over there about to be on myself <laughs> i'm so excited i'm like oh! <laughs> and it's so like funny and stupid at the same time just thinking about it but it just made my whole day because i'm like yo like i love this girl <laughs> So that's my moment. I will hold on to that forever. I was so hype. I'm like, yo, Ari Lennox just called me beautiful and chocolate. Get the got it. Like nobody could say nothing to me after that. So anybody who ever told you that I want a baddie, lie. Because Ari Lennox said I was cute. All right, next one. How long can you stick in a relationship? Um, I mean, I don't. There's not a timer. I feel like a lot of people mess with people knowing that they, you know, it ain't a um. It's not something that they see in the long run, which. You're positive you do what you do. But I don't really put any type of restrictions on any type of relationship, whether it be friendship or something romantic. Um, I feel like as long as we are honest with each other, we upfront with each other about everything, and you got me like I got you, then it's it's no it's no cap on how cool we could be or what we could be in the future. None of that. You know what I'm saying? It's not a time. There's no time. There's no time. I I remember I was dealing with this person long, long time ago. So he was definitely on some young stuff, but um, and they felt because it was a certain part of my life I was about to go to, and they felt that that part was was a weird part for me to us to try to maintain a relationship in, right? So it was already kind of plotting on a demise. So in their minds, they're like, well, when this, you know, when you take this step, we probably you know, should just kind of ease up. So I'm like, well, let's do it now. I'm not, you know, I'm not, this is not a timer. Okay. There's not a time limit. There's not a, okay, when we come to this, we're going to agree to do this. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know, I'm not thinking about time. If if I'm vibing with somebody, I'm not thinking about time. We are cool and we're doing what we do. And if it goes somewhere else, that's where it goes. As long as literally, cause I'm not hard to please. As long as you always keep it up front with me, don't be on the weird stuff. And and you got me like I got you. We good. So it's no real time. All right. All right. Next question. Have you ever had a stalker? Um, okay, I, I actually have definitely had some really weird run-ins, but this one is probably the weirdest. It creeped me out. So I used to work at a bank, right? And I was a teller. So it was this dude that would come in on behalf of his business, like to drop off the deposits or whatever. Cool. And I remember this one particular time when he came in, he, I didn't take him. He actually went to somebody else, but I could tell like he kept kind of like staring and looking at me or whatever. And the person who we went to, um, she was like a, a older um, woman. We used to call her mama. That's my baby. So she would like send me little, cause we were able to do like, um, 
like I am. So she would I am me and be like, ooh, girl, or whatever, such and such is staring you down. And, you know, so I'm like, okay, you know, like we thought it was funny. So it was funny till it wasn't. I went home and I got a text message from a number that I didn't know. So dude is pretty much like, hey, um, I hope you received this message well. I saw you earlier at the bank. I wasn't able to speak, but I wanted to know if I could like take you out or whatever. Like I was interested. Now, mind you, I am my first reaction is like, nigga, what? How how do you have my number? Like, it was so weird. He told me that he looked me up and he found he found out like my number and he was interested, but I'm just this was just it was just so bad. And I think I can't remember what the exact details were of the first message because whatever it was, I remember my first response was more so like, who is this? A type response. Because he sent me a picture and I was like, yeah, I remember you. And I pretty much said, um, while I'm flattered, this was not the correct way to go about it. And I'm actually going to have to pass. But it was just really weird because my thing is, first of all, you have to come and make these deposits all the time. You know where I work. You didn't think that maybe you should just wait until the next time you see me, you really did like, and on one hand, cause somebody just said, Oh, he tried to put in work. No, that's not, it's not putting in work. It's giving creepy. It's giving very creepy. And the next time he came in, he always made it his business not to come to my window, like to wait and go to somebody else because it was just really awkward and weird. And he was like, nice looking guy could dress or whatever. Like, just he seemed like he had sense, but obviously he didn't. Because why did you, why did you hit me up? Why are you texting me right now? It was nuts. I couldn't figure it out for the life of me. But I used to, man. Let me tell you something. I used to get hit on so much at the bank, and I don't know what it was about that job that just it was crazy. It it was so funny. I used to work with this dude. Um, he is so funny, yo. I miss him. I think I still follow him on Facebook in some type of capacity, but he was so funny. He's like Filipino or I might be lying and I'm so sorry, but, um, I can't remember, but he was just so funny. He was like older, probably like 10, 15 years, my senior. Um, so funny. And he used to be like, man, (laughs) first I used to cuss all the time. We used to be back there cracking up. He was like, man, I'm sick of this shit, man. And he was like, because one time I remember I had on like a white sweater and he was like, they'll come up to your window and be like, oh my gosh, like I love your sweater or whatever. And you kidding me? Like she got on a white sweater. Like he, he just used to go for broke. He was so funny, but like legit, I used to have a story every single day after work. I had some type of story about something. And a lot of them came from dudes that was trying to like holler. And it was, I don't know what it was about that job, but it was like nonstop. It was this one dude. I got one person that I regret. One person that I regret. Well, not regret, but this one dude tried to talk to me. And he came correct. And I'm talking about the most beautiful chocolate man I have ever seen. Ever. Like, not ever, because that's another story. I'm going to tell that next. But, <laughs> I mean, it was a beautiful man. But he had a son. And back then, like, when I was working at the bank, I was really young. And kids was something that was not on my... um 
not on my radar, but I mean, beautiful specimen. So if you listen to this now, spin the block, spin the block. But no, um, <laughs> but I was about to say the most beautiful man I ever seen, right? I was out of town with my friends and we were in a mall and I seen this man. He was, it wasn't even in a like, oh my gosh, he cute. I'm trying to talk to him type way. He, it was almost like admiration. Like he was gorgeous. I'm talking about skin, gorgeous. If I remember correctly, he had dreads. Um, I think they were like in a ponytail or something, cheekbone. Like he was just, it was like art. He was like walking art. And I think if I remember correctly, I said to him, like, you are gorgeous or something like that. And he was like, thank you. And, and my friend like, well, kiss him in the mouth next time. Like he was, he was like, it was like, oh, like, yo, you was really handcrafted. That was probably, and I don't really have a very sharp image in my mind of what he looked like. Cause this was like years ago, but I just remember that moment of seeing him. Cause I was like, yo, he is like, he's gorgeous. That's the word for it. he's gorgeous. He wasn't fine. He wasn't cute. He wasn't sexy. He was gorgeous. Like handcrafted. My God. Hand clap for that one. Because you did, you did your big one with that one. You hear me? Okay. So, you know, I always got to give you something to think about to end off on. So this was actually a story that I believe I I read because I was taking a class. I want to say it came from the psychology class that I was taking. And this was a story that we had to do. And it just, it was so memorable because it kind of gave perspective and just kind of made me think in a way that I haven't about honesty because that's pretty much what it's about. And about how honesty without compassion is cruelty. And pretty much a lot of people say that they're being honest and they think that that's always the best thing to be but it depends on like if it's necessary it depends on the effect that it'll have on all parties involved um it's just a bunch of stuff that goes into it so that's what this story really highlights and it makes you think about and you can kind of be it's no right or wrong side to it you can kind of be on either one when you you know really get to thinking about it Um, One side that you take might make you seem selfish, but then on the other hand, it it might be a realistic choice. It might be whatever. And the situation or the scenario is super simple. So this is what it is. There was this woman who was dying. She's on her deathbed. And her husband is there. Her husband has, they okay, I'm going to make up these numbers because I don't know the exact numbers. So let's say they were married for 50 years. He was cheating on her for 30 or something like whatever the scenario was. Her husband had cheated times that she didn't know about, right? Now she's dying. The question that was posed was pretty much do you, do you tell her? So the husband, and I'm going to tell on both sides. So that way you can kind of get some insight. The husband told her that, you know, hey, I know we've been married for X, Y, Z. I'm so sorry. I just want to let you know that there were moments that I was unfaithful to you. It happened for X amount of time. I'm so sorry. Blah. Now, in that moment afterwards, you know, they have their conversation, whatever. He feels better because he finally came clean about his wrongdoings. Right? So it's off of him now. He feels great. But now it's on her 
who is currently on her deathbed. So instead of her being able to die in peace, being content with the life that she has lived, she is now dying almost stressfully <laughs> knowing this information, knowing that her all the, all the memories that she was having before, thinking about the time she had with her husband, these were moments that he was actually actively cheating on her. So the memories now are different. So yes, we went out to dinner this night, but afterwards when you said you had to go back to work for a little bit, where did you really go? Like, you know what I'm saying? These, the memories for her are different. The image that she had of him is different. This person that's the love of her life, her Superman, her hero, she just learned on her deathbed was unfaithful for long periods of time and waited to tell her why, you know, wouldn't, she would not have known until she was dying, you know? So it's like, is he right or wrong for telling her? Because on one hand, he was honest. He he was being honest and he was letting her know what was up. But on the other hand, all he was really doing was clearing his conscience. Because if she were to die without knowing that, he would have felt bad and it would have been on him. But instead of him keeping that and having to live with that, he put it on her so that she would have to die with that. So then that goes a little deeper to where, you know, people say you do what's for the greater good or whatever you want to say. Could it be said that, because on one hand, it's like she's about to leave. So depending on what your beliefs are about what happens when you die, I guess that'll kind of dictate this particular argument of the story. But because on one hand, you could say she's about to die. So it doesn't matter the grief that she feels or whatever she feels won't last long versus him. He would have to live with it. But then it's kind of like, you kind of deserve to live with it. <laughs> you know, because you feeling bad about it and all this stuff and wanting to tell her now is only because she's about to leave. So that story, and it, it was, oh, for the life of me, I wish I could remember how they phrased it. But I just know one saying that people say is honesty without compassion is cruelty. And in that moment, it could almost be said that that was really cruel of him to change her her peaceful going to one that's like, she's learning this new information that she would have never known. You could have just let her go to sleep peacefully and that be it. And you have to deal with your stuff the way you have to deal with your stuff. But no, you wanted to take it off of you so bad. And you pretty much all you did was transfer the energy you put it on to her. And I just remember that it was just so interesting and of course the different students were making their different arguments and it was actually really cool to read because you could really just go so many different ways with that but that's just really like a I don't know it's a sticky situation so then you get to thinking about other stuff in life and thinking about times where people have said things to you saying that oh I'm just being honest when really they're just being sucky people because a lot of times it'd be stuff and not even talking about the the example that I just talked about but a lot of times it'd be stuff that people could have just kept to themselves you didn't have to say that you didn't have to say that you could have just kept your mouth closed and that would have been that so a lot of times people disguise being rude with being honest and they're not the same they're not synonymous at all and there are times where they get a little sticky as far as if I if I do say this even though I'm being honest you know it is kind of rude to say and those are the times where you should just shut your mouth if it has no reason, like it's something that you really don't have to say anyway, just shut up. Just shut up. People got to learn how to shut up. That's that's the thing for today. Just shut up. <laughs> for real. Just shut up. If y'all heard 
My mind is crazy. I'll just hear a keyword and it'll go left. But Ariana Grande, she has a song called Shut Up that I actually like. And people be, I ain't gonna lie, people be sleeping on Ariana Grande. Her last album that she dropped was actually really good. It has, it actually has good songs on it. Um, Shut Up, 630. Ooh, I wish I could name them off the top of my head, but I can't. But just listen to that. I'm just skimmed through them at least. It's a good about five songs. I would say if you bang with this podcast, you'll bang with those songs. So yeah, she's, she actually be having some good stuff. And the crazy part is what I learned, which brings it all full circle, is that Victoria Monet is actually the one who writes a lot of her songs, who's responsible for the writing for a lot of her songs. And Victoria Monet is a dope artist herself, and I really like her. So it just makes sense that I find myself liking some Ariana Grande songs because she's the one that's responsible for them. So it just all makes sense. <laughs> it all makes sense. All right, so that's all I have today. I just want to thank everybody for listening. And I'm actually going to include a blooper reel because (laughs) when I tell you I record often, I actually might do an episode that's kind of like similar to an audio vlog. Anybody out here doing that? Like, what would that? That's what I'm going to do because... Thankfully or or luckily, I can actually record. I normally record my mic, but I can actually record through my phone as well. And I'm I'm pretty sure the things that happen to me or the things that I randomly say throughout the day are 10 times funnier than anything that I have ever said on my mic. So I'm definitely going to do an audio vlog. So anytime anything comes to me, I'm just going to hit record and y'all just going to get. That's probably going to be my favorite, my favorite episode. I can just tell that. But (laughs) I'm about to include bloopers because I do record a lot and a lot of stuff y'all don't hear. (laughs) So please enjoy this blooper reel. It's the brown girl out. What's up? It's your girl, Sid the Kid, a.k.a. the (laughs) Peroxide. Okay, hold on. I almost forgot. I told y'all I was supposed to rap. Are you ready? Mm. You already know what my first line finna be. What? What? <laughs> my name is Taylor and I'm here to say I was born in Boston, but I live in V. Hey, you wanna learn something? Take a seat and turn me on. And I ain't talking about the thing people be doing when they grown. I'm talking podcast. Sit down, take a seat. Every Sunday, turn me on so you can listen to me. And I'm at home freestyling over this beat. Snapping my hands, giving you something to move your feet. I don't know. I already told y'all I'll be writing my bars. I'll lead the freestyles to the ones in charge. And I can keep going all day. It's nothing. It's nothing. Okay. My name is Tay Taylor Jajajajane. Hold on. Oh, I can't wait till I start with the videos. <laughs> I'm conscious, girl. <laughs> whisper, you got whisper. So today, 
the dome. I told y'all this what I be doing when I'm at home. All these that's what you do when you <laughs> you got like you cussing so you can like bleep yourself. But the beat was hard, right? <laughs> it's the brown girl out. <laughs>